the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God's word is law. It is something that we should do. And when we study the scriptures, we find that God's commandments are in alignment with his character. And that character is what gives us our Christian ethics. Hi there. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Today, we continue our look at a series called The Body of Christ. Our focus is on Christian ethics. As we close the week out, just what are ethics and what are Christian ethics? What drives us? What motivates us to do right and to do wrong? What is right and wrong? What is good and bad? These are questions Pastor Layton is answering here today on Study Verse by Verse. The human race as a whole, cumulatively, establishes what is right and wrong. says that an individual may not have the ability, but we as a race, we're going to accomplish more than the individual can. Uh, history does not support this ethic either. Uh, child sacrifice and slavery were common uh, in, in all nations until the time of Christ. And it was not until the time of Christ and the influence of Christ's church where there was a general understanding of the sanctity of life and child sacrifice and slavery has almost all but disappeared in our generation. But that is because of the influence of Christ and the church of Jesus Christ in this world. If it was not for Jesus Christ and his church, we would probably today still be practicing child sacrifice and slavery as it was practiced for the thousands of years that preceded Jesus Christ. There's another ethic that is uh, fairly common today, and that is that moderation is what is right. This was... um, Established by Aristotle, Aristotle believed, for instance, that temperance is the mean between indulgence and sensibility, that uh, pride is the moderate course between vanity and humility, and courage is the halfway point between fear and aggression. In other words, Aristotle believed that you could always find the right course if it was in moderation. It was between the extremes. Now, the problem with this is sometimes the extreme action is the right thing to do. In emergencies, in in self-defense, in wars against aggression, moderate actions are not usually the right ones. Now, this can be adopted by Christians because the Bible does teach in Philippians 4, 5, let your moderation be known to man. And so, in other words, the Bible does teach us to be moderate. So therefore, moderation is a good general guide for action. However, it is insufficient to provide a universal ethical law that can determine right from wrong. There's another ethic very popular in America today, and that is whatever brings pleasure must be right. 
Uh, this is from the Epicureans in the fourth century. They were hedonists who claimed that, that whatever was, uh, that brings pleasure is morally right and whatever brings pain is morally wrong. This is also a very popular philosophy of uh, ethics in America today. You have probably heard the phrase, if it feels good, do it. That's a phrase that encapsulates this particular ethic. Now, there are some problems with this ethic, of course. Uh, First off, not all pleasures are good, and not all pain is bad. In recent weeks, from time to time, I'll lean over to try to pick something up, and my body will give me a shot of pain. That's not a bad pain. That is a signal that says if you continue doing what you're doing, you're going to be in great pain uh, for a long time. So not all pain is bad. Warning pain, for instance, is good. And then secondly, there's different kinds of pleasures. There's physical pleasure. There's psychological pleasure. there's, There's spiritual pleasure. There's several kinds of pleasure. And then there's immediate pleasure or immediate gratification and delayed gratification or ultimate pleasure. So then which is the measure, how we measure what is right and wrong? In order to resolve some of these problems, there's another variation of an ethic uh, provided by the utilitarians, and they define a right as what brings the greatest good for the greatest number of people in the long run. Now, they have some problems because they can't define good. Uh, Some of them define it in terms of quantity. Others define it in terms of quality. Uh, But perhaps you've seen the Star Trek movie where they say the good of the many outweighs the good of the one. Uh, That's putting this philosophy uh, of ethics in a phrase. If we were to try to use this as the ethic, then if there was ever a conflict between, say, for instance, the United States and China no matter what that conflict might be, China would win every time because China has the greater population. And this ethic says whatever brings the greatest good for the greatest number of persons in the long run. So you can see how uh, it doesn't really, uh, really work, uh, but it's often this ethic that is the one that is used by multinational corporations and what helps them accomplish their end in, in a growing bottom line. Now, we've looked at some of these ethics, and I've used some of the catchphrases. You've heard them. You may have seen them on television or in the, in the workplace and so forth. Some of them sound pretty good, especially in whatever context you may have heard it. And we might have thought uh, that these are somehow or other in the Bible, and they're okay, and they're Christian ethics, when, in fact, they're not. So then the question is, um, what is Christian ethics? What is the Christian supposed to do? You're going to love it. It is so simple. Okay? Christian ethics is... What God says is good, is good. That's it. Isn't that great? What God says is good, is good. What God says is bad, is bad. What God says is right, is right. What God says is wrong, is wrong. That's Christian ethics. And by using the standard for right and wrong... Ethics are both ultimate and specific. They're ultimate because they come from the ultimate source, that's God. They're specific because if we have any questions, we go to his revelation, the Bible, and we look up what God has to say about a given situation. We can find the answers in the Bible. Now, of course, uh, the most 
obvious objection to this view of ethics is that it is a form of authoritarianism. And it is. Uh, what we're doing by accepting this ethic is we are accepting God as the ultimate authority in what establishes what's right and what's wrong. Now, if it was a fellow person who professed to have the ultimate authority of deciding what's right and wrong, we could justifiably cry, that's authoritarianism. But there's nothing wrong with considering the ultimate authority to be the ultimate authority. And God is the ultimate authority. And this really is the issue. It has to do with authority. Is God the authority or is he not? This is the fundamental problem for mankind. Before the Ten Commandments, there was the One Commandment. Of all of the trees of the garden you may freely eat, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Before the Ten Commandments, there was the One Commandment. And Adam and Eve decided to disregard God's authority. They decided they were going to establish their own authority. They were going to establish their own ethic. They were going to establish their own sense of what's right and what's wrong. And so they decided to, to disregard God's authority. And uh, because of that, their children have inherited this spirit of rebellion that is passed from generation to generation throughout our history. And that's why when we look at the Bible... Uh, and, the Bible, and God says, this is what you should do in us is this nature that says, I don't want to do that. And when God says, this is what you should not do in us is that rebellious nature says, that's what I want to do. So the real issue is accepting the authority of God. Is God's word law? Christian ethics accepts that God's word is law. It is something that we should do. And when we study the scriptures, we find that God's commandments are in alignment with his character. For instance, the Bible tells us that God is love. We are therefore commanded, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, in the Ten Commandments, we are commanded, thou shalt not lie. Now, why would that be? Well, Hebrews chapter 6 tells us it is impossible for God to lie. And so the commandments that we are given are in alignment with God's character and God's moral code. In other words, by acting according to the Bible, we are behaving like God behaves. Now, some people might suggest, well, isn't that presumptuous of us? to behave like God behaves? And the answer to that is no. In fact, Jesus invites us to act like God acts. He says in Matthew 5.48, You must therefore be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So what is Jesus doing? He's saying you should act like your heavenly Father. You should behave like your heavenly Father. Christian ethics is based on doing God's will, and God's will is in alignment with his character. We should act like God. Romans 8.29 says, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. 
Jesus Christ is God incarnate in the flesh. Jesus Christ is God. We're supposed to behave like God. If we behave like Jesus Christ, that's what we're supposed to do. We've been chosen to become like Jesus Christ. Now, ethical systems can be either duty-centered or out uh, or end-centered. Uh, you've sometimes heard the phrase, well, the end justifies the means. Christian ethics is not end-centered. It is duty-centered. In other words, you'll never hear an ethical Christian say something like, I broke the rules because the end justifies the means. The ends don't justify the means to a Christian. We don't break God's rules. Hmm. Well, there are no shortcuts or cheat routes on this race, is there? Pastor Leighton Sheely here on Study Verse by Verse with our series, The Body of Christ. As we've closed the week out, we have done so with a look at Christian ethics, and we'll start next week in the same fashion. We trust you'll join us. More information about Study Verse by Verse and Church of the Highlands in San Bruno can be had at our website, highlands.us, highlands.us. Have a blessed weekend. We'll see you here Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.